This is Challenge Extended, the adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Disabled Sports USA. I'm your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Challenge Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Challenge Extended provides an opportunity to share the personal stories of our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Move United elite team alumni Taylor Farmer's goal is to compete at the Tokyo Paralympic Games next year. Born with cerebral palsy, Taylor began shooting at the age of 12 and began competing in September 2015. Her star is definitely on the rise. She has been training at the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center in Colorado Springs for the past couple of years and was named the 2018 Paralympic Athlete of the Year by Team USA Shooting. At the 2019 Parapan American Games in Lima, she took the gold in the mixed 10-meter air rifle prone. I'm delighted to have her as our guest. Taylor, thank you for joining me. Thanks. So you were named to Disabled Sports USA's E-Team in 2017. Um, but I understand uh, that you didn't shoot a firearm until 2012. Correct. Um, so I started back in 2012. I started out with a rifle, and then I switched over to pistol. And then I, sometime between that time and like three years later I shot um 300 yard bench rest matches with a group of guys um for about a year and a half um so how that all came about is back in 2013 I think I went to a um a junior camp it was like a day camp at like a shooting range and I was I was shooting and, you know, like one of the a guy came up behind my dad. My dad was with me that day and he's like, hey, you know, he's like, I've never seen a girl like shoot like she does. Like I've been here for so many years, you know, and I've never seen such. And he's like, you know, if she wants to shoot 300 yard bench rest matches, I'll supply the gun and I'll supply the ammo. All she has to do is come. So <laughs> that kind of led into that. I shot that for about a year and a half. Um, and then I joined, and then at that time, maybe a year and a half later, I joined 4-H. So that, so 4-H kind of brought me to where I am today with shooting sports. Um, so I began shooting sports in 2013 or 14. But I understand you shot your first firearm at your dad's shooting range in 2012? Uh, that was at a community shooting range, correct. And what was it like? I mean, obviously, you, did you catch the bug at that time? What was it like to say, hey, this is the first time I've done this, but, you know, I, I kind of like it. I mean, I can't really, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, what does a young kid know about a firearm at, that, at being that young? You know what I mean? It's just for fun at that point. You know, you're like, oh, hey, cool. It's a gun. Let's go shoot it. You know, you don't really, you're too young to kind of understand at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and, and so, um, go ahead. So, back to the 4-H. I joined 4-H, and then my 4-H um, instructor, um, she saw the talent that I had in shooting, she was like, and she knew this lady at work, so her co-worker's husband was an able-bodied shooter, and he shot for Ohio State. Well, he was an able-bodied shooter, and then he got MS, so he's wheelchair-bound permanently now. Um, so he became my coach in 2015. We met it in 2015 at Disability Days at Camp Perry in Ohio. Um, 
so we met and he's like hey you know he's like you're really great you know I see like I've really high potential in you you know you could do this you could do that right I'm just kind of like I'm like okay you know like not really thinking much of it or anything so then about the next the weekend after I'm pretty sure I went to Camp Perry and participated in a monthly match and that sort of became the big stepping stones to where I am today um I was still in high school at the time so I was still in high school every day or not every day but Monday and Thursdays I would go to Camp Perry and I would trade um and I got on the national team in 2017 the year after I graduated high school and then I moved on to Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center beginning of 2018. And you've been there for nearly two two years now I understand. Correct yep. And and what's it like? I know probably a lot of listeners, uh, you know, who may have been interested in, you know, any Paralympic sport, what's it like um, living and being a part of uh, training at the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Training Center in Colorado Springs? Um, it's, you, you get to, you get to meet different athletes. It's not just your sport. So you get to like interact with other with other athletes from like swimming to judo to wheelchair basketball, um, all of the sports really. Um, it's really cool. I mean, getting to know other athletes. I mean, for all you know, you could be going to like the Pan American Games with him. You know, like I like right before I went to the Pan, right before I went to the Pan American Games, I just met the coach for the first time. It was really cool. He's like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, are you going to the Pan American Games? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, we'll be there, you know, and we like we saw each other there. It was it was really cool. And so you've been a member of of Team USA since 2017. Um, what uh, you know, walk walk us through kind of your you know first uh, entry into the team, and uh, you know, in terms of your your thoughts and feelings and, and emotions, and and you know, maybe even your expectations. Okay, um, so when I got on the national team, well, so let's let's go back to 4-H. So this is my first year of 4-H. So with the shooting sports, you have we have a um, like workbook that we work through, and like you had to have three goals and three objectives mm-hmm. on how you're going to meet the ending goal. Well, one of my goals was to be on the national Paralympic rifle team. Okay, so I mean. Back at that time, you know, that's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, that could happen, you know, but I didn't, I didn't see it to come as fast, as fast as it did. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm very grateful it did. Because I've got to go through so many different competitions. I've got to meet so many amazing people. Not only that, I've got to help my teammates, which is a big thing. And uh, so obviously, so you joined the national team and, and, and was a member of the national team sooner than you expected. What 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 has your training uh, regimen been like? What I mean, what do you do uh, day in and day out to to train and obviously to get better and, and to work to to be better? Um. So I shoot I shoot four events. So my event that I shoot is R two, which is SH one standing. I shoot R3, which is SH1 air rifle prone, which those two are both air rifle events. I shoot SH1 R6, which is small bore prone, and then R8 SH1 small bore 3P. So let let me explain really quick on how 
the SH1 or the difference between SH1 and SH2 is. Mm-hmm. So SH1 is where you have zero, zero, like you don't have any support, but SH2, you have a spring that you shoot on. Okay. So in my case, I don't have a spring. The only support that I get is with my tabletop for prone, which is obviously prone where you rest both of your elbows on the ground, which is a table for us. Um, and also kneeling in small bore 3P, which is just a small little round puck for your elbow at that point. Um, so it's, so shoot all four of those events. It's kind of, I like my, my favorite event would probably be R3 at the moment. Um, so every day, I mean, for right now, the schedule is pretty much set in stone. Um, but I mean, the, like the first Monday, Monday would be like in the morning, shoot for three hours and then shoot three hours for one, shoot, uh, three hours in the morning with one and then come back in the afternoon and do the other one for air rifle. And then Tuesday and Wednesday shoot for a long extensive period of time for small bore Mm. Tuesday and Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday do pretty much the same thing for air rifle. Okay. Yeah. And you get weekends off? <laughs> uh, yes, but as, as, or I should say, the sooner that we're getting to the games, um, we're putting more practice in. So we, we will be practicing on the weekends as well. Um, so, yeah. So it beca- at some point it will become a seven-day sport, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, as much as much as much work as you can put in, the better. Obviously, yeah. I mean, um, the old adage "practice makes perfect" is is very true, and and in your sport particularly. Yeah. What? Um, uh, so, in in terms of um, uh, your those four sports, which one is your favorite? Which one uh, are you the best at? Which one do you have expectations in? My favorite would probably be R3 and R8. R3 is air rifle prone and R8 is a small bore 3P. So that's prone standing and kneeling. Um, I mean, I like all of them, but those two are probably my top favorites. And is there a reason why they're your your favorites? I don't really have a reason. They're just... (laughs) You just just like them better, right? (laughs) But, but But they're... You put... I feel like with those events, you put more work into them or hold on. The more it, it, it takes more mental energy to mm. do those events versus standing. Okay. I feel like. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Cause now at this point, cause now at this point with, um, R3 and R8, you have your pulse. I mean, you have your pulse in all four, in all four, um, events but with prone you do it as you do more so it's not only your pulse it's it's learning how to adapt with it and slow it down at the same time you understand yeah no that makes sense i mean and it's, so it's about control and about you know thinking about it's a little bit of strategy and everything else yeah correct and so talk about the team. Um, since you've been a member of the team for a few years now, how has the team progressed and, um, um, you know, how do you work together? Um, I think the team's pretty good right now. We're, I mean, we, all the people that's on the team don't, 
all live here. We're, we're all in different states. Um, so we have training camps every so often. So when we like when we're at when we're at camps and stuff, I feel like we come more together versus when we're not together. It's very like we're we're very supportive of of each other when we're at the competitions mm-hmm. and the camps. I mean, we, not that since we don't have everybody who lives here, we don't get to train with each other day in day out. Yeah, so the camps. So about the, the only time. So the about the only time that we get to train train is when we have camps and competitions. Yeah, and I, I imagine the camps are very important to build, you know, kind of a, a community, a, you know, sense of community and a, and a team atmosphere and family kind of mm-hmm. environment. Correct. And so going into, um, you know, Tokyo, what are your thoughts about, uh, you, know, you know, being able to possibly represent Team USA at uh, Paralympic Games? Um, so we'll go back to 2013. That was a pretty big goal. I mean, as young as I was, I didn't know a whole lot about my sport, obviously, because I was just starting. Um, going into the games, I'm really excited. I really hope I get to represent the United States and, mo- and most importantly, bring back the gold medal for the United States. Um, it's been as much work as I've put in throughout the past five years. I think I'm in a pretty good position right now, mm-hmm. um, but we won't know the national team until the end of the nationals, or not the national team, but the Paralympic rifle team until the end of nationals, which is this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so let's back up a little bit. Um, uh, I, you you have cerebral palsy, right? Correct. Yes. And and maybe for for our listeners, you know, how did you know? I know it affects people a little bit differently. Can you talk about how that affected you growing up, and and, and more importantly, how how it either affected or didn't affect your interest in you know sports or recreation or activities? I didn't do sports in high school because of the simple fact that I had a disability, and that was kind of a a disadvantage, I feel like, because once again, school sports are about able-bodied people doing sports. So they were kind of against people who has disabilities to do sports, which I kind of felt was wrong. But it kind of, at the same time, that gave me more motivation for when I got out of high school to find what I really wanted to do since I didn't get to do high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as like the disability like affect me and stuff, it's I don't I can't say it really does because I don't know any different. Right. Like if I if I was to know different, then I could I could speak upon that, but I don't really know anything different. I mean, that I've had this all of my life, so it kind of is what it is, and it's a part of me, and it always has been. Yeah, and to you know, to your point about um, school sports, luckily you know that's changing, and um, we see it you know every day improving. So, uh, so there's always good news on that front, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And, and did you? So did you? You know, when you were in 4-H and growing up and and competing, did you um, watch? Uh, you know, USA shooting events or Paralympic events. I mean, in terms of since you said that that was a goal of yours, how did you how did you learn that that was even a Paralympic sport? 
Um, so I went to Disability Days back in 2015 at Camp Perry in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and therefore the Disability Days let me have the chance to meet Greg Drum, which was my coach back in Ohio, and so I moved out here. Um, so he he kind of gave me the directions on how to go, like mm-hmm. like he trained me and stuff, like as far as he could, and then like he knew a few people here. And he told a few people here, and then they kind of, they invited me out for a camp, and that's where it all arose from. So that's, Yeah, that's great. So it's, it's important to have, you know, that type of coach and that type of mentor to kind of help you, you know, along the way. Correct. And does he still, uh, is he still around? Does he still help you out at all, or do you still? Yeah, that? he helps when I go back home. Yeah. Good, good. Yep. Um, Taylor, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Um, I don't think so at the moment, no. Awesome. Well, thank you for being my guest. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.